King Kong. Your curiosity quest starts here. Hey, everybody! Welcome into the Q Code Podcast. Travis, Danny, Alan, we're here to ask some questions and maybe answer them. So, well, welcome that's, in. That's what we try to do. We, How successful we are. We're just going to wing it. <laughs> that's another question. Get it? But, question. But yes, welcome on in. Uh, thank you for joining us. We're, we've, got a, we've got a good, fun episode today. But before we get into it, I have another question that I want to start out and uh, just kind of get the ball rolling. And that question is, why do old people like Kentucky Fried Chicken? <laughs> <laughs> it's been I, that way since I was a little like, kid. Can, can anybody please go to our social media pages or, or if you have my phone number or just whatever, just tell me why people love con- or the, the old people love Kentucky Fried Chicken. Because so here's the story. Uh, a couple days ago, I was out driving around uh, for my lunchtime at work. Had to find something to eat, and so I decided. I, you know, I went past Kentucky Fried Chicken. And I was like, you know, I, I could, I could use some mashed potatoes and gravy. I love their mash and grave. So I was like, all right, but I had to work on some stuff here for the, the graves podcast. And <laughs> graves and mash, graves and mash. But uh, I had to work on some stuff for the podcast. So I was like, well, I'm not just going to go through the drive-through. I'm going to go inside, which I don't do a lot. It's like you were going to go inside and eat inside while you were working on the stuff. Yes. For the podcast. Yeah. Okay. So I walk in. In fact, it was right after you and I were talking. And oh, yeah, uh, then right. yeah. after I got off the off the phone with you, that's when I walked in. Um, but I walk in. It was like the walking dead. But they weren't walking. They were sitting. <laughs> it was the sitting dead. The sitting dead. <laughs> so did, maybe they, get, they give like a senior citizen discounts or no, something. No, I don't know what it is because definitely Tuesdays because they have their country fried chicken. Uh, special special <laughs> on Tuesdays. So you definitely see them there, but it's every time I've gone in there and they were just all over. I was the only one in there under 60. And so I go and stand in the line <laughs> and I'm waiting. And it's just, I wanted to take my phone and just like do a panoramic around the room and you would just see how many old people <laughs> were in there. But uh, in front of me was an older couple, one dude with a cane and everything. I mean, like, I'm not complaining by any means, but I'm standing there. And, and next to me to the right in the center of the the restaurant is a big table. Like you have all your booths surrounding the walls and then you have a couple of other little tables. But then in the middle, you have this giant table. And there were about like six older, older ladies there. And it's like a round table? Yeah, it's a round table. Oh, like they interesting. They redid the inside and everything, and like the light above it is just a big old bucket of chicken. <laughs> 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 so it's it was kind of cool. But anyway, so they're sitting there, I'm looking at the menu, thinking what I want, and then all of a sudden this one lady just rips the biggest fart. And I was like, what? And of course, like they do, nobody acknowledges it. <laughs> Maybe they couldn't hear it. <laughs> no, that's that is a possibility. I just I don't know. I just don't get what the appeal is. Do you know what to, you should have said to her? You should have looked her dead in the eyes after she farted, and you should have just said original or extra crispy. <laughs> <laughs> I should 
I should just look at her and just like, really, ma'am? That's gross. Make me sick. I'm going to throw up. That one had some hot sauce. <laughs> that one had some. <clears throat> anyway, I, it just is something that makes me curious as to why, what is the appeal? I mean, I like, I like it as much as the next person. It's not my favorite place, but, uh, I mean, I would agree with you. I remember going there a lot with my grandparents when we were younger and it was always older people. And then, and you went there with who you, your grandparents. Yeah. Mike, that's why I'm saying I'm agreeing. (laughs) but I also went there with you once and I believe we met your wife. She met us there. Um, that's not where he met my wife. No, not met your <laughs> wife. But like your wife, you were dating her at the time, and she caught up with us at KFC. Well, yeah, but she wouldn't have been there previously. It was probably because we made the decision to go there. But Well, that's what I'm saying. But were there old people there? Yeah. Are there were a lot of old people. <laughs> <laughs> Are you trying to say old people can't go into restaurants? I'm not trying to say that at all. I'm trying to say they just flock to Kentucky Fried Chicken. <laughs> but think about it. All well, right. Other than the chicken itself... If you like don't have the best of chewing abilities, like you got mashed potatoes and gravy, you got mac and cheese, coleslaw, coleslaw everything just, is kind of built. You can get just a cup of gravy. <laughs> can you can you please just put my chicken in a blender? <laughs> put it in a cup. Dude, that's a, that's what they're gonna they come out with next. It's gonna chick. be like chicken yeah, chicken shock. Be delicious. Famous Kentucky Fried Chicken. Anyway, chicken I'm calling it right now. KFC Challenge. Walk into any KFC at any given time of the day, and you will see at least five senior citizens. <laughs> <laughs> Should make it more of a percentage, like at least All right. 60%. Yeah. Yeah, 60% of everybody in there will be senior, senior citizens. citizens so there but, you have it <laughs> speaking of i actually learned this it's uh ironically like a week ago uh speaking of kfc so at least on social media they're trying to be hip so if you go to their facebook if you go to kfc's facebook page or their instagram page i believe you will notice that they only have 11 follower or they or only following 11 people and they have like a million Plus followers, but they're only Why following. Why would you follow KFC? <laughs> <laughs> What's wrong with that million? Guess million to people. Guess who? In case they ever guess who the eleven people are that they're following. Old people, just some senior citizens. <laughs> <laughs> they're following the Spice Girls and six different guys named Herb. Oh, I get it. Uh, get it. Eleven herbs, herbs and, and spices. spices. Oh. Oh. Is there social media campaign? All right, I'm campaign. never campaign. going there again. I was gonna say like, <laughs> why follow them? Like in case they ever release their secret recipe. Do they have a secret recipe? Recipe? It's not that Chicken good. Recipe? There's other places that are I think are better, but we're not gonna get into that. But we do have a good show. For you all today, like we said, Danny, why don't you give us the rundown? All right. We got three questions, as we most typically do, most always typically do. Uh, The three questions today are, what is the Jersey Devil? And Alan's going to get into, when will human beings begin to colonize Mars? And finally, Trav is going to give us a little lesson, lesson on, are you a hashtag abuser? Yeah, you better get ready for that. <laughs> That's not what we call the hashtag cops on. So I'm fired up on that one. 
So these will get progressively more like, you know, the Jersey Devils, me, and then colonize Mars, me, and then hashtag abuser. It just, there's going to be all hell is going to break loose. Yeah. So either just fast forward to, <laughs> <laughs> to that part, or, you know, there's going to be some other good stuff. But so without further ado, should we get into the Jersey Devil? Let's do it. In New Jersey, there is a 25,000-acre woods known as the Pine Barrens. The area is officially listed as uninhabited. Some people believe otherwise. I lived in Jersey. Did you? You did hear anything about the Jersey Devil when you lived there? Nothing too crazy. Um, I mean, there's some weird people there. Don't get me wrong. But like, you were made aware of the Jersey. Oh yeah, yeah. Did you know the Jersey Devil? Like, I mean, I knew about about it. it. I knew about it before too because I was a huge fan of X Files. So, um, yeah, before I moved to moved to Jersey. I saw that episode. (laughs) So there you go. How about you, Al? Did you know what, do you know what the Jersey devil is? Have you ever heard of it? Is it a sports team? Kind of. They, they do have a, or are they the blue devils or just the devils? No, there's a sports team. There's a hockey team in Jersey. Hockey team. <laughs> oh, the Jersey! That makes sense because the there's an episode Devil. of Seinfeld that are called the Jersey. Devils. Yeah, there's an episode of Seinfeld where what's his name, the guy who has a deep voice. He's David, on the commercials. David now. Putty. Yeah, David Putty, and he gets like tickets to go to one of the hockey games, like for a New York team that like Jerry gives him. But then he shows up in all Jersey Devil uh, stuff. His face is painted like a devil. So I was, <laughs> that's so, how you so, know so Jerry. So Jerry gets pissed because he's using his tickets to support the other team at, at the uh, But so, it's just the part where he like runs into like a limo and then he's just like Jersey Devils <laughs> or no, not a limo. A, a, it was a car with a priest like sitting in it. And then he's just like, we're the devil. I don't even remember this. <laughs> and the priest is like, all. the priest is like, oh. it's like the lost episode of Psycho. <laughs> <laughs> Only Alan has Only seen. Alan has seen. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I, I honestly don't remember the very first time that I heard of the Jersey devil, but it was the fact that a, there is a hockey team named the Jersey devils. And then there's always been a little bit of an interest of mine is just cryptids in general and cryptids meaning there's like the famous ones are Bigfoot or the Loch Ness monster Sasquatch or, well, Sasquatch is, is kind of the Bigfoot. same as Bigfoot. Um, but things like that, that kind of would pique my interest the, in the past. The Mothman is that? Yeah. The Mothman. There's I still what, don't was it like Chupacabra? Chupacabra. But yeah, there's these various different, Creatures. I mean, a cryptid, cryptid basically is just like some kind of a creature that you can't, but they can't really be proven that exists. It's just some kind of mythical creature. I mean, it, people say that it exists, but it, <laughs> this, the animals no, like, that always, you know, people say exist, like but apparently, unicorn. even with today's technology, nobody has still <laughs> been able to capture a clear picture of them. <laughs> Do unicorns really exist or not? It I is get, a cryptid. Yeah, could be a cryptid. I don't know if it's a cryptid. 
The closest thing would probably technically, yeah. yeah the closest make. thing is like a narwhal. You guys know what a narwhal is with like that huge, it's like yeah. a whale with a. It's, it's an narwhal. overgrown. It's an overgrown yeah. canine <laughs> tooth. Technically, or it's I don't know, like is it canine. An tooth, elf, where he's like, oh yeah, bye, buddy. Hope you find your dad. <laughs> Thanks, narwhal. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so. I decided to take it, take this opportunity to kind of dig in deeper to like, what exactly is the Jersey devil? Cause you kind of hear stories about all the other ones have a better idea of what they are. But this is one that I was like, I don't really know anything about the Jersey devil other than that. There's something called the Jersey devil out there. So I started researching it and then, First, I wanted, I mean, I just started pulling up pictures of what this Jersey Devil looked like, and I would look for like descriptions on what it would look like. So, there doesn't seem to be one specific answer to like, this is exactly what it looks like. Instead, it's just like a whole bunch of different descriptions. But kind of the main traits that I was able to narrow things down to are for the most part, people seem to say that it's some kind of bipedal animal that walks on hooved legs of a goat, has the head of a horse. The body of a kangaroo, the wings of a bat, with small He's arms and clawed hands. <laughs> like a, He's like got a T-Rex. The head of a camel, the tail of a crocodile. That's from uh, what is this? <laughs> I'll just let you guys figure out what I'm singing. <laughs> Wait, so seeing that with with these uh traits. It doesn't work. Head of a horse, <laughs> body of a kangaroo, wings of a bat. He's got the head of a horse, the body of a kangaroo. <laughs> <laughs> Is it and a, uh, a tail like the a Concords thing? No, it's a uh, it's Pete's dragon. Oh, the Pete's original. Dragon. Oh. The original. So, but yeah, then he has like he supposedly has a serpent like tail uh, that ends in the shape of a fork. So. <laughs> I'm sorry, there ain't no way this thing is yeah, real. <laughs> So that's how they describe it. But as like, you I'll heard, give you Bigfoot, but this thing. <laughs> <laughs> I think what I'll do is, is there's a few things through here that I'll try and post pictures of on our social media. So you guys can kind of see what the Jersey devil looks like on top of that. Um, it's a, you know, like it said in the intro that we just played is that it's supposed to live in this area called the Pine Barrens that's located in Jersey. And did you ever, I mean, do you know of where n- that no. was when you the were whole, there? It's called the Garden State. So literally, if there isn't a house there, there's billions of trees. So it's it's just a state completely filled with shrubbery. Yeah. So shrubbery. <laughs> From what I un- what I understand is it's like a 1,700 square mile area of heavily wooded forest, and there's a special kind of tree that grows there because I guess the ground is like really sandy and acidic, and so you shouldn't really be able to grow a lot of trees. But so there's like pine type of tree actually grows there, and so that's mm-hmm. why they call it the pine barrens. Because so it's barren of all other stuff other than pine. Yes, but it's pretty thick pine. Apparently, it's like Trav explained from everything I saw. It looks like very thick wooded area so thick bitch (laughs) thick wood (laughs) and then another question trav so did you ever hear of a place called the pygmy pygmy forest no i guess there's also a part of this pine barren area that's called the pygmy forest i don't think i lived near these areas i was always in like like i I lived in atlantic city for six months i mean oh gotcha no tree there just trump towers Uh, so anyway, you have this weird looking animal, as I just described, who just goes out and apparently he's been known to carry off dogs and cats and geese 
small livestock and even once in a while, like a small child (gasps) is what he'll take or this creature will take. And it's been blamed over the years. Yeah, they do not know the sex of this creature. I mean, I think they think it's male, and I'll explain why. Oh. But over the years, the Jersey Devil has been blamed for situations like if someone's chickens don't lay eggs, they blame the Jersey Devil. It's the freaking Jersey Devil, man. (laughs) I mean, dude, like, he was laying eggs. But then the Jersey Devil came. And no eggs. Now he's not laying eggs. And the other well, dude's like, well, problem is, is it's a rooster. rooster. <laughs> <laughs> you got where I was going. <laughs> but anyway, um, also, if someone's cows creates or produces sour milk, they'll get blamed for he'll get blamed for that. And even why are they drinking it straight out the udders anyway? I don't know. Put some sugar. I think what? that's just like, <laughs> yeah, that's like blaming something else for your own wrongdoing. Yeah. No wonder it's like the devil, because if I was being blamed for all these things, I wouldn't be nice. <laughs> I wouldn't be like the Jersey Angel. <laughs> he's just like, he's just like super, I mean, yeah, maybe he's ugly, but he's just this really nice creature in the <laughs> forest. And he's like, every time something goes bad, they blame me. <laughs> I didn't steal those chickens. <laughs> those, I didn't make him barren. but anyway yeah and then finally i mean even if someone has a hard time uh getting their crops to grow if they don't grow properly they'll blame the jersey devil so not only does the jersey devil apparently affect animals but also essentially the jersey devil is just a cop out for those yeah people yeah yeah like some (laughs) climate change some guy like his wife is like the crops aren't looking very good it's like oh yeah. Did like, you, did you water them? Did you fertilize? Uh, it's the Jersey Devil. Yeah, it's the Jersey Devil. It's the Jersey Devil. <laughs> we'd be like, I did everything I was supposed to. Man-made climate, man-made climate change. That's the hope. Also don't know but why your crops don't grow. It's the Jersey Devil. Yeah, I don't know why we're, or at least I'm using a southern accent for Jersey. For Jersey. But I don't know. <laughs> Just Jersey. Jersey is. chickens in general. New Jerseyans yeah. have accent though, right? Like, yeah. They're more of like the. They're more kind of like. Mafia. The mafia. <laughs> is that the only thing that you can associate with Jersey is mafia? <laughs> it's just more East Coast. Kind of like, I guess maybe like New Yorkers, Brooklyn. I don't know. But they, yeah. they, they're kind of a, a world of their own. The Jersey Shore. Yeah. Situation type yeah. accent. <laughs> yeah, you know, situation. Yeah. So anyway. So yeah, that's basically what the Jersey Devil is a description is. But it pops up in pop culture. Pops get it, pop up, pop up in pop culture. But anyway, like Trav mentioned, he's been in an episode of the X Files. The NHL hockey team that I was talking about and then Alan mentioned was apparently in a lost episode of Seinfeld. <laughs> <laughs> um from what I saw, I guess the Jersey Devil shows up in a 2007 episode of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and oh. in various video games. Is and he find- portrayed as the villain in that, too? Probably. I don't Poor think bastard. usually the Jersey Devil ever gets shed in a good light. <laughs> but these mutant turtles, that's okay. They're good. <laughs> they are. They are just fine. Because they're, they're one animal. <laughs> they're not like all these animals combined. It's not like a science experiment gone wrong. Because then you get like, <laughs> not like a bebop and rock steady. <laughs> I was, was going to say, it's not like a sick version of human centipede or whatever. <laughs> I was like, no, that's the sick version. <laughs> yeah, what? 
But and then apparently guys, Bruce have you guys Springsteen. seen the Clean Flicks version of that? <laughs> There's a Clean Flicks version. No. Oh, I was like, I was they'd joking. have to just cut out the whole I don't know. thing. They're like I've the never, shortest movie ever. I've Here's never the credits. Seen it. You've never seen the Human Centipede. I've never seen it either. It's because <gasps> I don't want to. Me. I, I've seen pictures. I just I, I've, I've seen the it. trailer. I don't want to see it. Uh, yeah, it's it's not. Anyway. <laughs> Also a Bruce Springsteen song called A Night with the Jersey Devil. So I uh, told Alan, it was my fault. I said, I gave him the instructions like, hey, pick any five to ten second clip of this song um, as the sounder but he found the only five to 10 seconds of the song that doesn't mention the Jersey devil. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, well well, done on that. I don't think I listened to the whole thing. You give me, you give me the clout to just go out there and get any five, (laughs) any old five, 10 second clip. That's what I did. And like, I clicked on that part and it had the cool harmonic at the beginning. So I was like, Hey, that's as good as any other five, 10 second clip. So anyway, the history of the Jersey Devil. There's a bunch of different stories that people say this is the origin of the Jersey Devil. But the main one that I saw over and over came back to the fact that there was this person named Mother Leeds who was married to a man named Daniel Leeds. They apparently had 12 children already. And in 19, or sorry, 1735, she was uh, pregnant with her 13th child. And so, get loud as a lot of children. For whatever reason, <laughs> wait, when was this? Seventeen thirty-five. Thirteenth child. Yeah, but wow. I mean, even back then, you can. I mean, a lot of times people had a lot of children, from my understanding, because they needed needed the help labor on the farm, and yeah, and plus the mortality rate was pretty high. But I could see like where she's coming from in a way. As far as like, I have three kids and I feel like that's a lot of work. Trav, you have, have two, two kids, kids and yep. I have a puppy. That's <laughs> a lot of work. <laughs> but yeah, so like this mother leads is pregnant with her 13th child and either there's kind of two versions, either one, she thought it was going to have be born with deformities. And she says, if my child's going to be born with deformities, I'd rather have it be the devil. Or the other story is she just didn't want to have any more kids. So she's like, I just hope my kid's the devil. And I don't really know why. But because of that, apparently the child was born. It looked normal for a moment. But then suddenly it transformed. It grew wings. And it turned into what you know as the Jersey Devil. And just flew out of the chimney and out into the pine. <laughs> Forget the door. I'm flying out the <laughs> chimney. So apparently, <laughs> that's the story, the main story of how the Jersey Devil came to be. And well, that's so, the truth. Yeah, I that mean, is I the, guess can't they can't all be pretty like super awesome? <laughs> Just I don't know why. She, why would you, I mean? I I get it. Kids can be difficult, and sometimes you may feel like kids are kind of little devils, right? But I don't know why you would wish that upon yourself. Having a devil for a child because to me, I wouldn't have thought if my child is a devil, it'll probably just fly out the chimney <laughs> and I won't have to worry about it anymore. I would be like, Well, it's gonna be even harder 
to take care of this kid because it's freaking the devil. Well, I mean, by the time you're on your 13th, it's, you, you kind of maybe you want something new. You're like, I'm sick of the same old, same old. You know, maybe you're not so what? worried about yourself as you could just be like, I got 12 other kids that could take care of you. <laughs> yeah, like now we can start taking chances at new species. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that's how I look at it. So, anyway. Who wants another boring girl or another boring boy? When I could have a devil. Yeah. So, yeah, and the reason that I think that they thought it was male is because I think the boy that was born, or the kid that was born was a boy. Oh. And then turned into so, a devil. can I ask a question about that? Yeah. So, is this, since then, it's the same Jersey Devil? Or is the Jersey Devil, like, one, a one-off? Just, like, that's the one... There, it's not like a species. It yeah. doesn't basically procreate. Yes, it, it's just one thing, and it's been around since 1735. Uh, so the Jersey Devil is getting dang near 300 years old, and it's still wreaking havoc <laughs> on <laughs> all the crops. <laughs> <laughs> Stopping legging or laying. <laughs> Egg laying. <laughs> Lagging. Stopping leg lamb. <laughs> <laughs> and making uh, crappy milk. But Actually, that would be creepy if the Jersey Devil was making chickens lay legs. legs. I know. That'd be messed up. Or that'd be like awesome because you know how you want like a drumstick? Okay. <laughs> You'd be like, well, this chicken makes drumsticks from the get go. I don't even have to kill it. Yeah. So. Yeah, but the reason, I mean, I say that it's still currently wreaking havoc is that there's been over 200 reporting sightings of the Jersey Devil over the last 20 years alone. But throughout all of history, and to just shorten this a little bit, there's, I mean, there's a whole bunch of just different sightings that are considered like the more, not popular, but the more prolific, I guess, sightings of the Jersey Devil throughout history. But I'll just touch on a handful of them here. So, like in 1909 was a time frame when there was like over a thousand sightings of the Jersey Devil in an eight day span, and it created such a panic in the area that people wouldn't leave their homes. So they had to shut down schools and businesses, and the whole basically the, like the whole area just shut down because they were so afraid that this Jersey Devil was out there to get. So, them. like here when we have earthquake drills. In our schools, they have Jersey Devil sighting drills. Like, everybody, <laughs> just just run around screaming. <laughs> There's just no way to combat the Jersey Devil. There's no way to be safe. <laughs> What's their alarm, though? <laughs> just like they have cowbells. Just <laughs> <laughs> the Jersey Devil! <laughs> it's coming! But during this time frame, there's a story. Apparently, there's a Navy commander by the name of Stephen Decatur who uh, was able to actually shoot the Jersey Devil with a cannon. <laughs> shot a hole like right through the Jersey Devil, but it didn't even phase the animal. And the, apparently, the animal is just fine. Wait, so how big is this thing? Like, about the size of a human. It's a pretty big hole. <laughs> for a human-sized thing. That's like it's like cannon. It's like your uh, freaking chest gone. It's like a cartoon. I know. <laughs> that's why I, I think I don't know. Tune? It wasn't super clear, at least from what I read. But it's Wiley Coyote. I'm assuming, <laughs> I'm assuming they're saying that like it just went right through it, but it didn't really like harm it. Uh, okay. But yeah, I guess. 
because I would have dude just wa- didn't want to accept that he's a crappy shot. It's like I, sw- I hit it dead on. <laughs> <laughs> that same year, though, ironically, a Philadelphia business and business man, businessman, decided to stage a Jersey Devil hoax and painted a kangaroo green and attached wings to its back. <laughs> And displayed it. And so people would, I guess, come pay to see the Jersey Devil. That was just a green kangaroo. This was in Jersey? Yes. Where did he get a kangaroo? Um, from Australia, would be my guess. I don't think you can just bring kangaroos back <laughs> from Australia. <laughs> I don't know. How do anyone get kangaroos? Unless, unless, guys, he snuck it in in his pocket. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe he just went to www.buyakangaroo.com in 1909. If that's not a real URL, I'm going to take it. Okay. <laughs> we just need to go for Move. <laughs> move forward. We've had no, but anyway. no more jokes from you guys for a while. <laughs> but it's also in 1909, because of all this craze that went on the philadelphia zoo offered a ten thousand dollar reward to anyone who would capture could capture the jersey devil but obviously no one ever was able to cash in on that ten thousand dollar prize just like trav said for some reason these cryptid creatures are just like impossible to catch you'd think the zoo would just take one of their kangaroos and paint it green and put some wings on it and pay themselves no well they would get revenue from people coming to check it out oh well, that's what this other guy already did. So, but why do I just always, a whole what, bunch? What? Why do I? Never mind. This is a dumb question. Never mind. <laughs> so, there's apparently a whole bunch of just sightings. Like in 1927, there was a cab driver that was changing his tire on the side of the road. Felt his car start to shake. He stands up, and the Jersey Devil is just sitting on top of his car, beating the hell out of the top of it. <laughs> I thought he's like. He was like, what? Just sees him standing there. He's like, ha ha! <laughs> you have a flat tire! <laughs> Screw your car! <laughs> uh. I thought you were going to say he looks up and he's just sitting in the back, like, ready to go. <laughs> he's so, like, like, how much is it to uh, the... The meter's, the meter's ticket. <laughs> he's like, bridge down, please. <laughs> <laughs> no. Pine Barrens. Take me to Cape May. <laughs> I assume these are all places in yes. Jersey. Okay, <laughs> places I've For been. People that haven't been there, I, like I, myself. I know of Atlantic City, Pine Barrens now, and the Jersey Shore. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, these things kept happening again. Another time in 1960, a circus offered a hundred thousand dollar reward for anyone who could capture it. So now it's gone up tenfold the reward. But again, no one ever collects it. But all the sightings that there are, you see through history, it's just things like the Jersey Devil is seen crossing a road by a woman in a rearview mirror, rear mirror, or a local resident claimed to have seen the Jersey Devil up close and gives a detailed account of what it looks like in 1988. <laughs> local so, man drew a picture of it and scared himself, <laughs> thought that was real. <laughs> but yeah, it's just like all these kind of things... In that realm, I mean, I guess there in 1993 there was a forest ranger who encountered, uh, um, I believe, or was that? Apologies. He encountered mushrooms and then the Jersey <laughs> Devil, <laughs> um, like a bunch of dead pigs in the forest. That there was like all there was no 
blood or anything like that. There was no tracks around it. And so he deemed that it must have been the Jersey Devil that killed all these wild pigs in the forest. Mm. So, like, these are the kind of sightings that just occur all the time throughout history. But in 1940, um, there's a bunch of different... This is, like, right after 1935 when the whole, apparently the whole Jersey Devil thing just came out. Well, they got a local minister to come and they asked him to do an exorcism on the Jersey Devil. And but so they didn't have the Jersey you would need well, the Jersey Devil captain. He could right? just exercise like the entire area. Oh. And so he did, and there was no sightings like from the gym. From seventeen forty to eighteen forty, there was zero sightings. But then in eighteen forty the Jer- Jersey Devil showed up again. And so again they said they got another minister to exercise it again for another hundred years. But apparently this dude wasn't as good as the first dude because he showed up back in 1909. So less than a hundred years later. And then since 1909, there's been like a whole bunch of sightings, but I don't know if like, if you have the power to exercise it for a hundred years, why don't you just say like a million years forever? Yeah. 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 I don't just think it's not real. (laughs) That's that's too much exercise. (laughs) But yeah. So Here's just one of the, here's one case though that I thought was like a little more, there's like a little more meat on the bone, I guess, for it. But there's a mother and her son, they went into their backyard. They were going to go like unplug some lights towards the back of their yard. And their son looked up into the tree and saw this giant creature like perched on a branch on top of the tree and was just staring at it. The mother looked back and saw that he looked super scared. And so she looked up, she saw it, and then she grabbed her son, and they both started running back towards the house. And they said they could feel the air from the wings of the Jersey Devil as it flew right over them, like brushed past them. And then it landed on top of their house just as they were running into the through their back door into their kitchen of, of the house. And they could hear it on top of the house, like moving around. And so they were freaking out. They told the kid and his dad and you know the woman's husband so the next morning the husband goes outside gets a ladder climbs up onto the roof of the house and there's these big giant paw print looking things on the roof of the house because it just snowed and you could see these things so they called like authorities and they called like trackers and they came and measured it and looked at it and they couldn't identify like what the animal was I don't know what it was what was it it was a pterodactyl (laughs) (laughs) Could be. It's a little bit more believable. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, huh? For some reason, yeah, because the uh, Jersey just, Devil is so ridiculously out there with all the different parts that it has. Yep, it's kind of like, is like, yeah, I could totally see that like a hundred, a hundred fold easier <laughs> than a Jersey. But isn't Devil. that kind of like what a like a moose is almost like? Just like this weird concoction of a whole bunch of different animals. No, too. no, 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 no. It's like the the body of an elk, the legs of a deer. <laughs> These are all the similar. <laughs> the hump of a camel. <laughs> I don't know, but they are weird looking animals. Moose. 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 Mooses. Mooses. Moosen. <laughs> Brian Regan. But here's another thing, and I'm going to, for the sake of time, I'm going to brush past this pretty quick, but there's... I'll post a picture. <laughs> There's I'll post a picture of this uh on social media too, but they found this weird looking 
dog looking creature on the beach. These people did at some point. Uh, I think I've seen it. And they couldn't figure out what it was. They, at first they're like, is this like a Jersey devil or something? But then they were able to basically say there's apparently some kind of animal medical center, uh, that is located on an Island called plum Island. That's like 18 miles off the coast. Are you sure it's not the Island of Dr. Moreau? Oh, Ooh, maybe you seen is. that? That movie freaked me out when I was a kid. I haven't seen it since it like came out. Yeah, it freaked me out. Yeah. I was like, it's been a, a weird like animal people. <laughs> <laughs> that was like a pretty popular show, though, wasn't it? I think so. It was a movie, or was it a TV show? Was it both? No, it was a movie. It was a movie. Yeah, but I'll show them. That's what the thing they found on the beach looked like. Um, but I'll post it on social media so you can see it. But yeah, so they kind of came up with this whole story about. Well, it could be that this on this island they're doing these experiments and they're creating like crossbreed animals and somehow this one escaped but it died in trying to cross back to the mainland and that's what washed up on the on the shore. But uh, later on people were able to come back and they were just said they identified it as a decomposing boxer. Yeah. So, oh, I'm sure it wasn't man bear pig. Except for it does have like one <laughs> giant tooth, doesn't it? Well, I think that's just cuz like it's decomposing so you can kind so of you see, just see the, like, the skull oh, actually the portion of the yeah so i like watched this documentary i call do you guys ever see monster quest no so it's a documentary i think it's on animal planet originally maybe it's history channel i can't remember but like, they like had an episode monsters, but- on the jersey devil and they were these guys were like, Do you know what? We're gonna go out there and we're gonna just try and find this. So they got a group of like sixty men together, and they started walking through just like in a line through this area. They put thirty five guys in a line and they just walked through, basically trying to flush out any animals or anything that was in that area of the woods. Mm-hmm. And on the other side, they put twenty five guys like in tree stand things to just sit there and watch and record and mm-hmm. try and like see what comes out of the forest. And after they go through all this trouble of setting it up and everything, the only thing that they saw was like a couple of deer and like a few birds. (laughs) So they like, (laughs) they were never able to actually find anything and come up with it. But like you guys said, I think Trav kind of hit it on the head. I mean, it's just such a weird animal. And that is what scientists kind of agree on. They say from, from a biological standpoint, it could be argued that the Jersey devil would be an impossibility because the proportions reported in most sightings have wingspans that are far too small for a creature that size. Mm. So if you can believe that there's fly. actually a creature that's like part kangaroo, part horse, part goat, part bat, part all these things, if you can at least believe that far, but then these guys are like, but the wings are too small. <laughs> it's like it can't fly. So I will believe everything else. But the wings, that is preposterous. Unless <laughs> <laughs> well, it has the wings of a penguin. <laughs> True. So like I said, I'll post pictures of what people think the Jersey Devil looks like. But I will also post pictures of like some of the main culprits that people think they really could be. And that's like sand cranes are these giant birds that are like four feet tall and they have the big wingspans they think it could potentially be people are really just seeing sand cranes and <laughs> four feet tall yeah and I think that Dang. they're the jersey devil or another one is the great horned owl has when they're full grown they can have wingspans of around five feet and then they have like feathers on their heads that kind of look like 
like ears, if you will. Mm-hmm. Like, um, like horse ears? Kind of, yeah. Just the way that they're like feathers stick up um, on their heads. And then um, the African hammerhead bat has a big wingspan as well. And people think that that potentially could also be the Jersey Devil. And so like, I'll post pictures Holy, of these. That- yeah. These animals. <laughs> if I uh, saw that, I'd be like, devil. <laughs> it's a Jersey devil. Jersey on, devil. On social media as well, just so you guys can kind of see for yourself if you think that potentially those are the ones that are actually. Yeah. The uh, hammerhead I, that's, bat, yeah, for sure. That seems more believable to me that it's just like, because no one ever has like a clear picture of it. So instead, I mean, I could see like literally. There is one other picture out there. How big too. did you say the hammerhead bat gets? There's a picture that is supposedly an actual picture of the Jersey Devil. But <laughs> to me, it looks like somebody tried to put wings on a goat and chucked it. <laughs> yep. <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know. That's like the most compelling picture from what everything I can see is like, this is like the actual picture of the Jersey Devil. So yeah, it's just to me, it's one of those things that the more I I learned about it, the the more skeptical I personally became on it. Um, so I would like people's feedback. If you have stories about the Jersey Devil, if you have more information on the Jersey Devil, something that's like a little more either believable or like a story that's a little yeah. more like exciting than anything that I could find. Because in conclusion, at, in the bottom line for me is this is like one of the least anticlimactic, least scary monster creatures that I've ever heard of or encountered. Like there's nothing overly scary about it. It's not like it's something about it makes sour milk. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Can't freaking have eggs and good milk in the morning. Egg shortage at your local grocery store. Like it's the breakfast killer because no grain, no eggs, no No milk. milk. Um, but my thought process, because there's all these people said, like, I've seen the Jersey Devil, you know, like thousands of people over the last couple of centuries have said they've seen this thing. But I think, in my opinion, it's that there's an entire, over the years, there's an entire industry that's built up around this whole mythical creature, the Jersey Devil. So now there's like merchandise and websites and restaurants and people have tours and do all these different things that are kind of centered around the Jersey Devil. And because of that, they need to keep the Jersey Devil relevant. So they got to keep perpetuating these stories and these old myths. And then when they do that, I think when people get it in their heads, so if now you're going into the Bind Barrens to go camping and it's dark and you start hearing sounds and maybe you encounter one of these other animals that we just talked about, you think you saw the Jersey Devil. Which then you go back and tell everyone, like, I freaking got attacked by the Jersey Devil in in the woods. It's real. And then more you do that, then it just keeps perpetuating this this cycle. I can see that. Like, uh, I've thought about, like, the alien crash in Roswell, New Mexico, whatever that supposedly happened. Whether it did or not, um, that's a whole other question. But there's a whole entire industry in the area that has now sprung up because of it right like there's businesses there's there are motels restaurants and it's like they would love for people to completely believe that an alien crashed there at yeah. roswell and i think you see that same kind of thing around a lot of these like Loch Ness, like that whole area 
just mm. basically is a giant yeah advertisement for the Loch Ness monster. So I don't know. That was my whole spiel on the Jersey Devil. Any other comments from you guys? Nope. Let's move on. All right. Question number two, uh, Alan. Your question: When will humans begin to colonize Mars? Do you have an answer for us? When? Uh, no, I don't. <laughs> well, I don't have like a this year is when it's going to happen. Um, I more took the approach of figuring out what do we need to do? Like what has to happen before we can colonize Mars, which I, uh, well, I have a sounder that I'll just play real quick. And there you have it, Martians and their native tongue. <laughs> so before humans can colonize Mars, we need to get rid of the Martians that are already there. Yeah. We need to... We need I think you did. I think they all... Genocide. Yeah. They came to Earth, right? I'm sorry, but genocide's the only way in this, <laughs> in this, <laughs> in this approach of colonizing Mars. No. Um, so I, I thought about, like, what what do you need to colonize Mars on a, let's say, massive scale? Not just like, oh, here's a little, a few buildings we put there and we're going to call that a colony. I mean, actually, it's going to be Earth 2.0. Does that make sense? Yeah. Um, and the first thing you need to do that is actually terraforming Mars. We, as Mars is, it's super hostile it's not in any way livable as mars is right <laughs> now so uh so it, what i mean describe what does terraforming mars mean making it like earth it, yeah basically shrubbery basically <laughs> basically it Always is changing it's, it's changing its climate and uh, and property certain properties of it to kind of basically mimic Earth to be habitable to to where you don't need a spacesuit and to walk outside. Uh, there's breathable atmosphere. Temperatures are within what humans can uh, live in, um, can sustain uh, plant life. Um, animal life and there's like a, a water of course uh, gonna need a lot of water and <laughs> yes yes we will <laughs> we're, so and, we're and, leaving and, a planet and, that is 70% water <laughs> <laughs> and uh, like this is all self sustaining by then like the planet has its own cycles just like earth water cycle weather cycles so to do seasons. this you're basically what you need to do is you need to thicken the atmosphere and have an atmosphere that actually, I don't know how you describe it, like stick to the surface of Mars, right? Yeah. So you need a th an atmosphere that will stick to the surface. Okay, okay. So the conditions of Mars, let's just, let's start there. What are its current conditions? Uh, it's one tenth the mass of Earth, which gives you uh, about a quarter of the Earth's gravity on its surface. You would be living 
that. So 25 pounds, if you're a 100-pound person, you'd be 25 pounds there. Uh, its diameter is 53% the diameter of Earth. So it's about half the actual size of Earth, one-tenth the mass of Earth. Uh, temperatures on Mars It'd be like 55 are, pounds. Is that what you would be? <laughs> Even after your diet, after your keto diet? Yeah, that lasted like two days. <laughs> you would have been. 50. You wouldn't need to be on a diet on Mars. Um, temperatures on Mars, just kind of a range. Um, but in the, the winter from time, deathly cold to deathly cold. Deathly cold. <laughs> so I think the, it's like on the scale, it's like super deathly cold yeah. to still deathly cold, but not as super. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> deathly cold ranges from piss sickles to deathly cold. <laughs> uh, you, uh, could you actually make pissicles? <laughs> I don't know. Oh, yeah. yeah okay. Yeah, you could because yeah, never mind. Okay. Uh, Mars's temperature at its poles in the winter reaches minus 195 degrees Fahrenheit. That's some super pisscles there. Oh, uh, but at the equator during summertime, it can get to 70 degrees Fahrenheit, which is like a nice spring day here, right? <laughs> Imagine just that everybody in the world, let's go to the equator! Because <laughs> that's the only place that we can half, feel warm. For half of the year. Um, but... Uh, yeah, like 70 degrees, That's I put my thermostat at 70 degrees all the time. So, so you had man. one. You had one interesting thing in there that I didn't know, um, but you said that the diameter of Mars is. But wait, hang on one second. Let me finish the temperatures. So that's seventy at the equator at summertime, but all same time, same summertime, when night falls, it that same area drops to minus a hundred degrees Fahrenheit. See what because of the. Super thin atmosphere. It cannot hold any can't of the trap heat. Any yeah. heat. Yep. Which its atmosphere is about 1%. What were you going to say, Trav? <laughs> Why? Why do we want to go here? <laughs> we'll get there. We'll get there. This is my, big, sorry, just so, my biggest question. <laughs> what, was, what was your question, Danny? No, it was just that you said that the diameter was 53% the size of Earth, which... I knew that, but you said that the mass was only 10% that of Earth. Yeah. So from a volume standpoint, how what is how does it compare to Earth? And then why is the mass of it only 10% of that of Earth? So volume, I think I just covered it with the diameter. <laughs> Duh, Danny. Because pi, what's the, what's the equation for the volume of a sphere? I forget, but it's based it's based on its radius, which is just like two times the diameter or two times the radius is the diameter. But so it's fifty three percent the diameter of Earth, meaning in volume, I don't know what that translates to. I mean, but, we could do the math on the equation, but like but that's my point is Yeah, so you're saying you're saying density like less, wise. Yeah, is it yes. less dense? Then? So yeah, so you're less lot- dense. <laughs> Well, thank you, Trevor. <laughs> so it is. It is More less. Dense. It's less dense than Earth. Earth is actually the densest uh, planet in our. I believe it's pronounced densiest. System. It's the densiest planet 
I believe that's the proper English. <laughs> okay. I'm just, I don't know. <laughs> it's, not, it's, it's the dentist. dentist. <laughs> uh, the reason being is because the earth has such a huge iron core uh, compared to other planets. Like our iron core, I'm not exactly sure the size of it, but relatively speaking, compared to any of the other rocky planets, it's it's massive. Like So that's why earth has so much mass. Uh, compared to its size, uh, Mars has, if any, it doesn't have like a big iron core, which is also crucial because our iron core, our molten iron core, is what gives Earth a magnetic field, uh, which keeps out like harmful UV rays. It, it, it basically blocks us from death from above, from UV rays, uh, what, what, the uh, cosmic rays. Keeps us relatively cancer-free. All right. Uh, so plus for Trav. And also protects, also protects. I don't like cancer. <laughs> I don't want it. Our, our magnetic field also protects our atmosphere from being blown away by solar radiation. From solar, just being solar winds. Yeah, from yeah. solar winds and just being stripped off our planet. Mars does not have a magnetic field. So that's one reason why it's it's atmosphere is so uh, thin compared to Earth's is because it's over the billions of years since our solar system, it's like four and a half billion years maybe our solar system it's, uh, it's the solar winds have just been carrying molecule by molecule away uh, from I mean, of its atmosphere. This place just seems like paradise super stoked for the when but we get to go there. <laughs> that's, that's, that's why we're talking about terraforming you, you're going to create a paradise okay so let's just by terraform. Let's just okay. Let's not talk about how to terraform or whatever like that. But so let's just say, sake of argument, we figure all that crap out. I mean, there are people who are sitting here thinking like it's going to happen in our lifetime. Twenty terraforming it. Well, no. colonizing. Oh, colonizing. Twenty fifties. Twenty sixties. That's why I in 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 this example of terraforming Mars and why we would need to terraform Mars, that's to make like a Earth two point so like it I'm not talking little like a few buildings here and there. You could call I mean that's technically a colony, which we will get into. I'm all for that. I, I would love for that to happen, but you're gonna need to terraform ultimately to have any like mass civilization there, and um, yeah, so so if the you were to terraform. Travis is getting all like into why it sucks so much, which is I'm purposely telling you these things that suck about it, so that we know what we need to do to colonize. So yes, right now it's a hellish. Well, not hellish. It's a hell has frozen over. <laughs> Super horrible place, but we need to do all these. We need to change things. And they think we can. They think we can do that. They think we can terraform Mars. Well, given time and technology, you could do anything. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Like if they were to decide to terraform Mars tomorrow, I don't think that they would get very far. But do you have examples of how one would go about terraforming Mars? So to terraform Mars, basically, we are doing a, a an example of terraforming a planet right here on Earth with global climate change and affecting our overall uh, temperature 
as a planet by putting out CO2 emissions. It's basically like biodome. Greenhouse. With, yeah. Like with Polly Shore. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Is that what they're doing? They're transforming? Have you seen that movie? I have, but it was a long time. <laughs> okay. I think they're just stuck in a <laughs> They're just stuck in a biodome <laughs> for a year. Yeah, well... If you were terraforming Mars, you'd be stuck, I guess, in a biodome. You would be. So, um, so we're putting out greenhouse gases, which I think the thing with greenhouse gases, they, they allow uh, heat, solar radiation to come in through the atmosphere. But then when it hits the ground, it, the, it, it gets turned into infrared light. So you say you have visible light coming in. Hits the ground, turns into infrared light because it's 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 divided into multiple rays of infrared, which each one is less energy in the actual uh, light, but it doesn't allow the infrared light out. So it's like a insulating blanket. It allows all this heat to be to get into our atmosphere and then traps it. So here, that's a bad thing because we're already on the warm side. Mars, that's what you want times a thousand, times a hundred thousand. You want to do that. You want to figure out a way to put a bunch of greenhouse gases into the atmosphere that will start trapping heat. And one way to do it is melt the polar ice caps there because a lot of their polar ice caps, it's not water ice. There is water ice, but a lot of it is just CO2 like dry ice. Is that what CO2 is? It's just frozen. Yeah, it's frozen CO2. So if you can melt the polar caps, you can get a huge amount of CO2 into the atmosphere and start the terraforming process. There was a guy who he suggested originally when he was thinking about it, he's a, he's a scientist, but he was like, Why don't we could just drop hydrogen bombs on the poles and melt them that way. Or maybe we could, like, in the future, lasso some uh, asteroids and then direct them to hit the poles of Mars and then melt them that way. We're in a lasso asteroids. (laughs) Those are, like, special space cowboys. Yeah. Isn't there a movie called Space Cowboys? I think so. That came out, like, 20 years ago. With, like... Um, Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's a that's a whole another thing that I won't get into, but it's actually like a doable. It's a field of of like astrophysics. Is we like can lasso moving, astros. like say the Armageddon asteroid was going to hit us, and we knew decades in advance. We could very slightly just start nudging it, uh, like three decades before it's supposed to hit Earth. By the time three decades passes, it's totally going to miss her. Mm. So you could, you know, in theory, move some big bodies around. It just takes a while to do it. Mm. But um, so eventually, though, he was like, nah, that probably wouldn't be the best to just start (laughs) nuking Mars and everything. Um, So so yeah, to do it, he has some other methods, which I wasn't, I don't think I, I got that far into reading about him, but that was one suggestion he had. So I've heard other suggestions like going out and pulling ammonia ice from the outskirts of the solar system in a similar fashion to what you're saying with the asteroids 
and having those come in and pelt Mars to create a similar type effect. Because I think whether you're pulling in asteroids or you're pulling in these ammonia ice blocks or whatever, and you're pelting Mars consistently, what's hap- what's going to happen is kind of a similar effect to that of what happened back when the asteroid supposedly hit Earth that killed off the dinosaurs. And so you get this massive amount of debris slamming into the to the planet it's so it creates enough dust and particles in the atmosphere itself that it then creates kind of like you said like the blanket effect mm-hmm. and then that's what helps start to create the terraforming and thickens the atmosphere warms things up and you basically start the planet that way um one other idea that to me seems a little more far-fetched but maybe it'd be the simplest and the the best way to do it but the somebody's come up with the idea of like why don't we just cover the surface of Mars with like black material or like just like a tarp Yeah, or like just black dust of some kind or just like put all these black plants around the surface of Mars or something like that. But basically so that it absorbs more heat because it's black. Yeah. And that was an idea too. So, (laughs) but I don't know. I mean, but so, I think in the end, and I mean that that's a good idea. I don't know how effective it would be. I would have to do more research, but that would, yeah, I haven't heard of that one. That'd be cool. Yeah. So instead of the red planet, it'd be the black planet for a while. It'd, it'd just but, disappear. <laughs> in our night sky would just be a black hole of a planet. But I think to answer Trav's question, and I don't know if you were going here or not, Alan, but if you. Uh, the point is, if we're going to terraform the planet of Mars, there's no quick way to do it. Yeah, like we're talking. Meaning, this is like something that's going to take thousands, if not like a million years, to accomplish. <laughs> okay, so it's not. Yeah, it's definitely not. It's like how big of a discussion it is with. It's like, yeah, we're gonna. I mean, I told you about that guy at. I mean, I can't remember if I talked about this on last podcast, but the interview, the interview, yeah, yeah, the guy that uh, his. <laughs> In the question I asked, like what to you know makes you different than other candidates? He's like, I believe in the colonization of Mars, and I want to be the first one there <laughs> to do it. Oh, yeah, and he never showed up for his interview. Yeah, he never showed up because he was probably on Mars. Yeah, but yeah. So yeah, the point is, you're gonna have to go instead of terraforming the entire planet of Mars, you have to do it on a much more localized basis. So if you, whether it's creating literally like a small biodome, kind of like the picture that you posted today, uh, mm-hmm. or that you people will see on our countdown for social media, is kind of like a glass biodome looking thing. Um, but there's another option that I can get into. But I don't know if you have like, do you have something that's more? Hey, this is something that hypothetically could happen in the next 50 years on Mars, Alan. As far as colonizing Mars. Yeah, like what would you see happening? Well, yeah, so in the next 50 years to to maybe a century, I don't see it happening anytime like sooner than 50 years like at at the soonest probably. But uh being able to send enough resources there, enough hardware, uh and equipment that you can actually start building buildings like the international space station one piece at a time you're going to you have to send all of that up into space onto mars and then uh have people there they can start assembly assembling like their living quarters their working places like where everything's going to happen um greenhouse domes to grow their food and uh, plants and all that stuff. So that 
takes time, but it's not going to take as long as terraforming the whole planet. But yeah, you can definitely make like a space station equivalent um, complex on Mars, and probably you would you would want to find an underground place that you can build all this stuff to further protect you from from a uh, harsh harsh environment from conditions <laughs> from yes from the these the uh solar radiation that can do a lot of damage to you Ugh. I so don't, i don't want to do it the popular thing out there that i've seen is lava tubes the whole idea of using lava tubes to create areas in which that you could start building these colonies mm-hmm. right and do you, are you guys familiar with lava tubes, Trav? Do you? Oh yeah, deal with lava tubes all the time. <laughs> I mean, they're pretty self-explanatory. Yeah. So let's they're just divide it out of lava. <laughs> let's divide the colonization up into two different parts. It's colonizing is one thing, like what we're going to talk about right now with the you know constructing a home. A building that you live in, you cannot go outside of that building. Cannot go out without a spacesuit. Uh, and then, like colonizing to where it's Earth 2.0 is is the other type of colonization. Is that colonization I was talking about earlier? Yeah. So this one would be using already existing lava tubes. So there's lava tubes on Earth. There's lava tubes on the Moon. There's lava tubes on Mars. So these are things that are already there. And what lava tubes are is just like a path that is formed when lava goes flows, and then eventually it starts to harden on the outside. But the interior of the lava is still warm enough that it still continues to flow out, and it eventually creates like and a, it drains a, out. Yeah, a tube, like a cave-looking. Yeah system be like if like putting uh paper mache on a balloon as your scaffolding and then you pop the balloon once it's dry you know and you're just left with the paper mache yeah so that's how you create a lava tube but on earth like the largest lava tube that they found on earth is 98 feet wide Mm. it's like that's the biggest one that they found on earth because earth has more gravity than mars does so it it can't really sustain itself much larger than that but on mars because there's less talking to me (laughs) just staring at me me about lava tubes (laughs) but on mars because there's less gravity you can have lava tubes that are as big as like 820 feet wide and be several miles long so these are things that are big enough that you could actually build like a city inside of it Mm -hmm. and so that is a way that people kind of speculate like if we can use that as like an already built container basically if we can just put a lid on top of it in essence some kind of you know contraption that would block off the top of it and then we can now create this area inside that protects you from the uv uv rays or the cosmic rays you could try and be cancer free you can go in there (laughs) start filling it with oxygen and then start growing plants and doing all that stuff so I think that's the idea that I've seen that's like the most exciting idea. And speaking of lava and like volcano type things, Mars has a cool feature. It has the largest volcano, the largest mountain on in our solar system. And that's Olympus Mons. It was a volcano clear back billions of years ago when Mars was actually like volcanically active. But it's three times taller than Mount Everest. It's like 27 kilometers high. Mm. What is that in feet? 
in feet. There's no, a, there's a I can tell you meters, buttload of feet, man. <laughs> it's twenty-seven thousand meters. Which what is a foot like? A third. No, of I a think meter-ish? Mount Everest is like thirty some thousand feet, right? So you're probably looking at like around ninety. 90, Twenty-seven thousand times three. Yeah, about ninety thousand feet. Yeah, ninety thousand feet. Yep. Which what do airplanes fly at? They fly like at a hundred thousand, right? So you're talking if you're in an airplane, you're barely going over the top of this thing. But I do not think they fly at a hundred thousand feet. Yeah, they do. I want to say it's more like fifty thousand. All right, I'm going to be looking this up. You guys talk. <laughs> <laughs> All right, did you have anything else uh, on the colonization of Mars, Alan? Does Travis have any other questions? I do not. Well, then I'm good. Okay. While you're looking up how high f- airplanes fly, <laughs> uh, Trav, why don't you get into your question? Are you a hashtag abuser? Yes. Let's go to my sound. Hashtag, is it worth it? Or let me work it. Hashtag, put my thing down, flip it, then reverse it. Hashtag, is your women in the band yet? Hashtag, is your women in the band yet? You guys are going to notice a little something when it comes to my... <laughs> my questions and topics in relation to my cohorts. They deal with the least amount of brain activity. (laughs) But I don't think the Jersey devil took too much brain activity. How much research did you do on it? It doesn't take that much brain activity to listen to it. You did a lot of, you had four pages worth of research. And I skipped like two pages worth. Most of of mine is just opinion. (laughs) By the way, I looked it up. You guys were right. They fly it around uh, between 31 and 38,000. Yeah. I was going to say, I don't even think they get as high because I think it's like at 30,000 feet, you can now put your tray table down. Yeah. And walk up and move about the cabin. Maybe I was thinking thir- like 100,000 feet is the edge of space. I think, yeah. yeah that's I pretty, yeah, 100,000 feet is uber duber high. Because mm. 30,000 feet, if you think about it, that's like almost five miles. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So, so I, my question is, are you a hashtag abuser? And so just to start out, if you haven't heard of hashtags by this point, then you are either computer illiterate or you have been stuck on an island somewhere for the past 12 years. Lost. If you have been stuck on an island for the past 12 years, let me be the first to say welcome back. (laughs) And I thank you for choosing Q Code Podcast as your podcast of choice. Um, The fact that you know what a podcast is is pretty good. Yes. Good for you. But uh, so let's get the semantics out of the way first. Okay. So what is a hashtag other than the fact that it's that little, that little number sign that you see on your phones and your computers? I'll give you the definition first. So the definition is that a hashtag is a type of metadata tag used on social, uh, social networks such as Twitter Instagram and Facebook, allowing users to apply dynamic user-generated tagging, which makes it possible for others to easily find messages with a specific theme or content. After I read that, I was like, I don't, still don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> so, so apparently it's just something that yeah. smart people that can write algorithms came up with as some kind of answer to be like, if you see this, so categorize it in here. Yeah. So let, let me just tell you 
let's let's get all the the words that we don't understand, or at least that I don't understand, out of there, and just it is a, a hashtag is a digital filing system. So you have a picture or a post that you did or a video, uh, something that you want to file away in a specific location, you will use the hashtag in front of a word or maybe a couple words to put it there so that other people can find it with ease. So, for example, now we live here in the, the state of Utah. Our basketball team is the Utah Jazz. And you'll notice, I mean, we're... we're after, I mean, it's the season's over for us, but uh, but you'll notice during the season that they they put out on Facebook and and probably on Twitter and and uh, Instagram things like that that uh, uh, they they like to show and or showcase the the cool threes that were made during the week. So they do a hashtag, which is hashtag threes of the week. So go right now. I mean, you guys don't have to, but. You know, at some point in time, go to Facebook, go to the search bar and type in hashtag threes of the week. And it's going to pull up every single one of their video compilations of all the threes that are being made. Like they release it obviously once a week. So throughout the, I mean, how many weeks is a, is a season? Well, it goes from basically like October through like the end of the just, playoffs just, or well, no, just like a regular normal NBA season. So it's like six months which okay. would be about 24 weeks. All right, so 24 weeks. So it would be 24 videos of uh, a compilation of videos of them doing threes, you know, shooting threes. And but you're going to find that. If somebody else what were to... threes of the week? Threes of the week. If somebody the, else were to use the hashtag threes of the week, but they were to just be like, hey, look, I took a picture of all these like different addresses with threes in it, then that would also show up, right? It would. But the point is, is that you, I mean... And maybe that would work. <laughs> they know that a bunch of people are going to be visiting that, looking at threes of the week. So, but this is the other thing that that I kind of would. I'm not wasn't really going to get into that portion of it, but that's a certain way of kind of spamming. Um, knowing that, like they they had an issue with this, like when the the Boston bombing happened, you know, the Boston Marathon bombing, like people would just post a picture of something unrelated to the Boston Marathon, but they'd be like, hashtag Boston strong or something like that, just to kind of put their stuff out there because they knew a lot of people were going and visiting these hashtags to see all the different content that was being put there about the Boston Marathon bombings. So it is recommended that you do not do that because that is a very douchey thing to do. Um, so that would be a version of abusing hashtags. Yes, that is a version of abusing hashtags. And that is one that I actually didn't put in here. So I'm glad you brought it up, Daniel. Yep, no so are hashtags um, exclusive to the platform they're on? If you make a hashtag on Facebook, then that's Twitter stuff's not going to be. Yes, it, it, correct. Because, I mean, it's it was actually recently, uh, hashtags have been around for a while and people were using them on Facebook, but Facebook was not recognizing them. And so now they can. Okay. Uh, they've they've allowed it to. So, so so is there if I did a hash put a hashtag in Google would that do anything? Yeah. So like for example, um, oh I don't know. I 
probably Google. Uh, it came out originally on Twitter, and Google Plus, I guess, was using it. I don't know. That's just what I read. But uh, but anyway, so businesses use them all the time for advertising purposes and to increase brand awareness. Uh, it's in particularly helpful for small businesses. So, for example, uh, my wife owns a small business. Uh, she's a dog groomer, and uh, so. Over the last couple of years, she has won an award uh, for our local news um, news company. It's KSL. Um, they they hold a, a competition each year where you can get all of your clients or, or customers to go and vote for you as the best business in your category. And she won best groomer of in Utah two years in a row. So she could, if she wanted to, and luckily she doesn't need all the all the extra attention because she's booked out. And so she doesn't need extra people right now, but if she was, and and she has done this, but you know, she could take a picture of herself. They gave her a plaque and they actually take a picture of you. It's kind of like a red carpet event. You go there, they have like the backdrop and everything. You hold your plaque. And uh, so you take that picture, you post it on Facebook or Instagram, you hashtag it KSL best. And everybody else who knows about that is going to go and view those and see who is the best in their category. And they're going to see her. And then they're going to be like, Oh, you know what? I need a groomer. This looks like the best groomer because she was voting the best. So then they go and that kind of helps the business. It's things like that, that they are used for. Um, but let's see. But again, anyone could hypothetically go anyone for hashtag KSL best and represent themselves as the winners. They could, but they're not going to have the plaque. They're not going to have the proof of it. They're just going to have a picture of themselves sitting there like, oh, okay, yeah. both. I mean, technically anybody can do anything online and yeah. either you're just, you're doing it correctly or you're being a dick about it. <laughs> But I yeah. did real quick. I just uh, I did just Google hashtag threes of the week, and it looks like it's bringing up and all the things from Twitter, YouTube, and Facebook. So maybe if you go through Google, then you could. But if you go to each one individually, yeah, then it just shows on their platform. Yeah. So you know the question is: so why did I you know want to talk about hashtags today? Because you know I I wasn't really my my purpose wasn't to teach you how to use hashtags. It was to teach you how not to use them. <laughs> um, so, you know, right now you need to ask yourself one question. Are you a hashtag abuser? Are you punks? <laughs> Just kidding. Hashtag. I didn't know if this was the hypothetical. Not, not to you. No. <laughs> not to you guys, but to all of you out there. And I'm sorry if I'm going to be hitting you with some hard truth. Okay. Because people, major- the majority of the people use them incorrectly. <laughs> I've noticed this. And, uh, and the reason why is because I have seen it quite a bit on Facebook through various people that I know, which I will not name, but <laughs> I just, it's out there and you just have to know you're, and, and you may know you're using it incorrectly and maybe that's fine with you, but it is, it's pointless to use a hashtag if you're not going to use it right. So <laughs> let's talk about hashtag abusers for just a second. Uh, what is a hashtag abuser? Let's go to, uh, you know, you can't just go to a normal dictionary for that type of thing. So let's go to the Urban Dictionary My and find out dictionary <laughs> of all. and find out what a hashtag abuser Most is. Webster's out of the water. Exactly. 
So a hashtag abuser is a person who excessively uses hashtags in everything they do. Also someone who uses hashtags that are a paragraph long. For example, OMG, Bethany, I just had the most delish bologna sandwich. I've got to post about it. Status update. I ate a bologna sandwich. So much yum. Hashtag delish. Hashtag socks. Hashtag, uh, <laughs> hashtag mayo attack to the max. Hashtag bread. Hashtag nom, 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 nom. Hashtag pig. Hashtag beef. Hashtag horse. Hashtag fowl. Hashtag my bologna has a first name. It's M- it's O-S-C-A-R. My bologna has a second name. It's M-A-Y-E-R. I love to eat it every day and if you ask me why i say hashtag yum hashtag pink hashtag meat hashtag beet meat hashtag meat pink hashtag meat cute hashtag hashtag <laughs> what are you serious all of us were on that yeah wow that, bridget how long does it take to hashtag your things so, so here's this use it in a sentence wow bridget you're such a hashtag abuser okay so <laughs> so guess what unless you are a business you technically really don't need to use hashtags in every post on facebook or well in every post especially on facebook Mm -hmm. some people use it like if you want to make sure that you're keeping your your specific pictures like let's say that you wanted to keep your pictures that you post throughout the year in an in a specific album so let's say, like, for you, uh, Danny, you could be like Barnes Family 2019, and everything that you post on there that has to do with your family, you hashtag it Barnes Family 2019. That way, if you ever want to know what happened, you know, like, if you, and the smart thing would be to do that every single year. Mm. So that if you ever wanted to know, okay, where are all these posts? Hashtag. Barnes Family 2019, right there. Or All whatever right the year there. is that you did it. Exactly. So but the the downside to that, and maybe it's because I'm OCD, is somebody else could do that. Okay, yes. And then you picture... seem to be super caught up on everything. <laughs> that is the only question that you're having right now. Yes, somebody could attach that to you. So that is, I want to be like... Hashtag Barnes Family 2018, and then I'm like, "Who's this kid? This is not." And my then kid. add like a password. Okay, so <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have to. So that's what I'm saying. You're proving my point. Unless you're a business, you don't necessarily need to use a hashtag. So when you are like that example said, like hashtag Pink Meat, whatever, yeah. you could potentially just be like all your stuff's going into somebody else's hashtag. Exactly. It's being spread throughout everywhere. Yeah. People are just are. using it to try and make points and be cute about it. Yeah. But that's not what it's used for. So here are some different types of hashtag abuse. So think to yourself, which one are you? Uh, there's, there's many more, but I just use kind of the three common ones. So uh, first is like the hashtag stuffer. Now this is kind of, uh, I'm going to say it's it's debatable um, because you can use this to a certain extent and we actually kind of use it. Um, but that is where you do a post and then you do like a tons of hashtags to to kind of spread the wealth. So for us as a, uh, you know, as a podcast, we kind of want to get the awareness out there. So we are 
posting and then we'll do like a, a few hashtags tagged to it, uh, you know, relating to what the content is in the episode or, or whatever the post is just to kind of get it out there. Um, with Instagram, it's recommended like maybe about seven hashtags. You go over that, it's a little too excessive. You go under that and maybe you're not spreading or yeah, you're not getting out there as much as maybe you could. So is the reason that you don't want it like, so if if you use seven, for example, versus 27, wouldn't you get your stuff out there more if hypothetically, if you use 27 or is there some kind of issue like where an algorithm that's, and that's what it is that they are, that they content from, from, I don't know if it's going to stop your content, but it's just like with whatever the algorithm is in Instagram, they suggest, you know, really stick with a, a minimum of, or, you know, a maximum of maybe seven. Um, I need to go into it a little bit more. That's the one thing that I don't really understand a lot because I have, and, and that's what I was saying, it's arguable because there's various different information that I'm getting from different sides. So it's like, I don't know which is true or not, but I do find it a little annoying when I go on, you know, and you see something and there is just literally a paragraph of like 50 different hashtags. Yeah. And it's like, I'm not going to click on all of I'm not even going to search any of these. Like so, it's it's pointless. Plus, I think just time. You, you yeah. really want that's to sit a there lot of time. Than seven hashtags. I can tell you, it drives me crazy to put the seven hashtags that I do. Yeah. So, um, number two is the verbal hashtagger. Wait, I have one real quick question. Yeah. I don't know. So, when you're m- making a hashtag. I always try and like capitalize the first letter of the new word if it's like a multi-word hashtag. Does that make any difference at no all? No difference whatsoever. Because what you're going to want to do if you're if you're doing a hashtag, you want it to like for example, like when we do a post, we want it to go somewhere where it can be visible. So you're going to be posting or you're going to be doing the hashtag, you're going to see the list of hashtags that have that in it and you're going to want to select the one that has the most oh, the okay. most see, posts see, in there yep so and, and i have an example when we get to the end here um so the next one is a verbal hashtagger and uh, so that's like somebody that's like oh man i'm so hu-, like you're having a conversation like oh man i'm so hungry hashtag there's a rumbly in my tumbly <laughs> you know it's like <laughs> You, <laughs> why, why did you even say hash? It's that's that's what uh, you know. Jimmy Fallon and uh, Justin Timberlake were were making fun of. You know, they were verbal hashtagging. So like, you don't need to verbal hashtag. That's not going in any bank. Just say it. Yeah, just say, say it. it. Just like, oh man, I'm so hungry. There's a rumbly in my tumbly. Like you don't have to say hashtag before that. <laughs> why the hell would you do that? So that's that one. Now we're going to go to number three, and this one is my biggest, absolute biggest pet peeve, and that is the hashtag stringer. And uh, so, you know, putting a hashtag in front of a long string of words, or also known as a sentence, um, (laughs) for example, now I'm going to put, so like on our show notes, how I wrote, hashtag Q code podcast, question number three, hashtag mysteries of the world. Uh, but well, wait, what did you do on our show on our notes? notes? Just as a joke, under oh. your question, I put hashtag Q code. Yes, exactly. Exactly. That is freaking huge and long. And that sounds bad when I say it that way. <laughs> <laughs> but 
So again, I, I'm just going to throw this out here. I'm not going to say the name of the person who, who did this just in case they <laughs> ever listen to this, but, uh, talking about a, uh, a, an album that takes them back to, uh, maybe, yeah, to high school. And, uh, you know, so they say, oh, this is throwing me back to senior year. I still love this song. Um, and it's from Boxcar Racers. But, you know, Boxcar Racers sound like Blink-182. So I believe that they had some crossover. And yes, yeah. But they, they sound like them is, is kind of the whole point that they're getting with this post. Oh, okay. And, uh, you know, they do the hashtag oldie but a goodie. That might be okay. Um, you know, in fact, I'm going to click on it right now as we do it. And there are various posts and photos that say oldie, but a goodie. That one's okay. Next is hashtag. It sounds like blink 182. Zero. <laughs> Zero things. Uh, next hashtag. It's not blink 182. Zero. <laughs> Well, how could it be zero? It wouldn't have that one in it? Other than that one. Oh. But I'm just saying zero other. Nothing else comes up. Uh, the next hashtag, just most of Blink-182. Zero. <laughs> so, again, I'm... Of course, if this person ever listens, I am so sorry. I'm not saying your name, so you're not you're not out there in the universe, but I, I hope you listen to my counsel. These aren't and personal just, attacks. Yeah, it's not These personal just- attacks. It's just... You know, I, I wanted to hopefully find some maybe examples from some famous people, but guess what? Famous people don't need hashtags. They're already famous. <laughs> they don't they don't need to use them. Or they know how to use them and that's how come they're famous. Yeah. But so, you know, here's some advice. Don't use hashtag as a crutch. Unless you're using them for the purpose that they were created for, you're being lazy with your posts. So don't be lazy. Um, figure out a way to make it interesting without using hashtags. Don't try and get cute and just like, for example, there's, I have a neighbor who, uh, we're, I'm not going to get into it, but we're having like this big debate in our neighborhood about our lawn care, uh, because the guys that do our lawn care suck. If you listen to this, you guys suck. Um, but so she gets on, I love the fact that she uses, she didn't use it properly, but it made me laugh, um, because she's like. 60 years old and she's just saying you know yeah like we don't they don't turn the sprinkling systems on when they're supposed to hashtag just saying <laughs> you know it's like you don't have just say just saying you don't have to put a hashtag in front of it it's pointless so she does the verbal abuse well no, no the no, conversational abuse but kind of yeah. yeah so she just kind of like throws it in there as part of the conversation but there's no reason for a hashtag on there so um you know, get creative. Don't you don't need to throw a number sign in front of something to make it interesting or to make or or, or to prove a point. Just say it. Um, if you want to, put it in bolds, italicize it. Those are some old old school ways of making something stand out. You don't have to put a hashtag in front of it. Um, so finally, before uh, before I end, because because. We're, we're running a little late, but I just want to point out, uh, Danny here and I, um, to kind of prove a point, we did a dub smash of the clip that we, that, uh, we played here before. Why don't you, why don't you go ahead and play it again, Alan? 
Hashtag, is it worth it? Or let me work it. Hashtag, put my thing down, flip it, then reverse it. Hashtag, is your woman in the band yet? Hashtag, is your woman in the band yet? So... So if you don't know what a dub smash is, it's a it's an app that you can get on your phone um, that allows you to just take clips. Um, a lot of them are just in the app itself. Uh, you can download your own or, or create your own, but uh, but you just take that and they give you ten seconds uh, of a of an audio clip and you can record yourself mouthing you know the mouthing the words and then you post it. And uh, so we did that to to that audio clip, and uh, the morning of uh, when we actually post this so the this episode, the, the morning of the seventeenth, May seventeenth, May seventeenth, which should be today when you're listening to this. If not, oh well, doesn't matter. <laughs> um, I'm gonna post it to our Instagram page, but I'm gonna use the hashtag #DubSmashUSA. Go into Instagram, go into the search bar, type in hashtag DubSmashUSA, and you should be able to scroll down and find our video. You could also go to just our you know normal Instagram page like that and see it directly, but I'm just trying to say that you can do that and go and find it. So go ahead. But that is all I have to say about that. Uh, please don't be a hashtag abuser i'm tired of seeing it all it just kind of gets my blood a boiling <laughs> so i don't know why <laughs> if you are a hashtag abuser you now recognize what you're doing wrong i think i didn't know necessarily until a year or so ago that how <laughs> hashtags were supposed to work i just i was like everyone else i really thought hashtags were just a way to like just continue your conversation almost like yeah <laughs> but just be like hashtag it's this convert like it's almost like if i put it in a hashtag it's like i'm not really saying it but i'm saying it <laughs> so yeah. i could be like rude i could be like hashtag you're a butt face <clears throat> and then i'd be like but i didn't really Is say that like it. a new way to say it's like a new way to swear without swearing a new way to say no offense <laughs> but hashtag you're a dumbass <laughs> <laughs> so, but anyway, uh, that is it. Um, thank you again for listening to this episode of the QCO podcast. We will be back and uh, just make sure that you follow us on all of our social media pages, which is Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at QCode Podcast for all three. And uh, of course, visit our website at QCodePodcast.com and be sure to review us and give us a five-star review we would uh would really love that and, and if you love this episode guess what there's already another episode in the feed ready for to go and you can hear things like how rare is an f5 tornado or perhaps you're just curious are there real life superheroes fine or maybe you're just curious like what the heck are spider webs made out of so these are all things that you can learn just by clicking play on the next episode maybe you didn't know you wanted to know these things but you're going to know them anyway <laughs> so thanks again guys for listening uh we're looking forward to the to having you know a good future of of episodes so if you do have any ideas please submit them to any of our social medias or our website and uh we'd be happy to consider them thanks again guys and you have a great day night or whatever it is we'll see you next time